everybody. Welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Uh, this bonus month, episode, bitches. Bonus episode. Uh, this month, your hosts, not D Commentators, because this is not a Disney Channel original movie. Where did this air? ABC? I'll get into that in a second. Uh, I'm Luke, and you are... Emma, let's jump in. Was this yes. on ABC? Wonderful yes. World of Disney, right? Yes. All right. Okay. I was going to do a brief... I get, Yeah, that's where it came from. Okay, so we're... <laughs> Uh, we are here to discuss uh, the classic film, which is uh, My Date with the President's Daughter. Oh, uh, yeah. My Date with Her. I literally don't think we should talk about this movie. We should just play that song on a loop for like 45 interrupted minutes. I'm going to I'm gonna say this, Emma. I'm going to play it as the intro, and then I'm going to play it again in the middle of the play thing. Because... <laughs> I think three more times would even it out, because I can't get enough of it it's it, it's really weird because it's such like a cheap song that you think wouldn't work the lyrics i, I wrote down all the lyrics Luke, but i have to know did you do any research on this because as you guys know I, did, I didn't do an ounce I did, did they write that song for this movie or was that already they, a song i i didn't do research into that but i can almost guarantee you it was written for the film because it's only like 30 <laughs> seconds long and it's just the words, my day with the president's daughter, and then a couple lyrics after that. It's not a very complex song. If they did write this for the movie, this is literally the laziest job anyone's ever done. It reminds me of that Jim Gaffigan stand-up of, like, Hot Pockets. Like, um, so we want you to write a song about a movie where a guy goes on a date with the president's daughter. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we, we have something. It's totally prepared. It's my date with the president's daughter. Oh, yeah. My date with her. That's... Those are the lyrics. There, there are a couple more lyrics, but they're largely inconsequential. But the, the point is, is that it sounds, it, it really gets stuck in your head, that tune. Like I, I don't, don't know, remember the plot of this movie, but I neither could did I. sing you that song on my deathbed if you asked mm-hmm. me to. Abs- I, I had the exact same thing. I did not know the plot of this movie, but I knew that song. But I, the only research I did on this movie is what you already said. This A lot of people think this is a Disney Channel original movie. It is not. Uh, it aired on The Wonderful World of Disney on ABC, which was like a primetime slot on like Sunday or Saturday Sunday nights. nights. It was thinking, or maybe it's Saturday. It was a weekend yeah, I, night. I, I think I think it switched off. I think sometimes, I think it was like Sunday when it started out and Saturday. I think you're wrong, on. but okay. Uh, okay. Uh, but so it was like a primetime slot Disney set up just to like air whatever they wanted on ABC. And uh, Michael Eisner did this with they where he like had them do basically Disney Channel original movies, but not. But like, like a little sexier. They a can little kiss bit, like, on the a, lips. It's, it's prime time, baby. They and can, they're going to uh, cover complex topics like campaign finance. Yeah. And and so we got stuff like My Day with the President's Daughter. Uh, I think H-E Double Hockey Sticks was uh, part of that block. I'm not sure. Uh, Toothless was another famous one. Oh, part- I fucking love that one. I Guys, yeah. I'm happy this won the poll, but I also think you made the wrong decision. It should have been Toothless. So that's <laughs> well, our, a our next, great movie. Uh, our next bonus episode, uh, Life Size, was on, aired on this? the Marvel Disney. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and so the thing is, so they made them for that primetime slot, but then uh, basically it's, it was still ABC, so they couldn't air them a bunch. So they just re aired them on Disney Channel all the time. So they kind of, people kind of remember them being Disney Channel original movies, but they're not. They were not released under that title. I don't know how to say his name. And you know what? I'm sure if you're listening, which you shouldn't be. But Will Friedel, Friedel, I don't know how to say his name. I was going to say it's hard to distinguish because he's like a Disney Channel personality, but he he's is. really not. He was a Boy Meets World personality, which was ABC, which was not Disney Channel, but is the same thing 
where it was rerun on Disney Channel our entire childhood so relentlessly right. you would think it was originally Disney Channel, but it did. Well, he, well when did this come out? Did it, was it like? Oh, I look. You think I googled anything? I didn't. Well, because he was—he was also he's Ron Stoppable, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that was he. They were like, after, hey, you're after, be- after, after. Okay. He did, voice work like that after but his mm-hmm. his I, I'm assuming this is Boy Meets World era judging by his haircut yeah we're gonna talk about that in a second but it was also weird to me because I love Boy Meets World everybody I've listening I think every girl my age loved Boy Meets World but it was kind of weird seeing him in this because I'm so used to him being like the cool older brother yeah he played the cool older brother of Corey he was um Eric Matthews and like yes. in this he's supposed to be a nerd and, like, mm-hmm. kind of a loser, which was, it was an interesting play against character, I guess. Yeah, but uh, I, I actually was never big into Boy Meets World, but I do really like Will Friedel. I really think he's a good guy. Uh, I like him as Ron Stoppel. I like him as Terry McGinnis. He, he's a good guy. But anyway, let's I, let's start talking about this movie proper. Before I begin, I'm putting a moratorium on one topic and one topic alone. I'm bar- barring you from talking about the West Wing. Oh, I have, like, 15 notes about the West Wing. <laughs> Luke, I have, Luke, that you don't understand. There's so many parallels between this movie and the West Wing. There is one reference from this film that I think is a West Wing reference that I noticed, even though I've seen five seconds of the West Wing. As you said that, Luke, I looked down at my phone and my notes and I just saw the word West Wing. We're not going to do, we're not going to talk all about the West Wing. We're not doing it. about it when I see fit, but I'll keep it to a minute. I have one West Wing note and I will allow you one West Wing note and that will be it. Anyway, let's move on. So, we open in the bedroom of a teenage girl, a very large, fanciful bedroom. I also feel like this is how they pitch this fucking movie, don't you? Like, a this bit. is this one opening scene, they were like, this is what'll hook them. They'll have to make it. <laughs> this fucking gag. Okay, continue. So, the maid lady comes in and she's like, Hallie, wake up. It's time, time to start to go your to day. A yeah, time to go to your fundraiser. And then she's like, oh, it's Saturday. I'm supposed to sleep in. And she's like, not normal people get to sleep in, dear. Not you. Uh, here's your clothes. It's this really weird black and white outfit that looks very Why professional. Why are they, they dressed like they're going to a funeral in this They do. And they do. And they're not, they don't look like presidential. They look like someone has died. Right. Emma, Emma, do you have fashion for us when... No, because they all wear the same thing the entire movie. So I'll just talk about it when we get to that scene. All right. Uh, and then she's like, oh, I don't want to wear that. The nun at school gets to wear hotter stuff. That's how I knew we were on ABC and not Disney, which, like, the nuns at school get to dress hotter than that, and I was like, ooh, she's saucy. She wants <laughs> she to dress saucy. hot. Speaking, well, speaking of saucy, is she comes, she flips the covers over herself, and she's wearing, like, kind of saucy pajamas, you know, for Disney stuff. I didn't stuff. even notice that, you perv. You're no, it's just like, pajamas. Like, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you look at pajamas on Disney Channel, it's always, like, long sweatpants and, like, well, a long sleeve shirt on girls. We'll get into this later. I mean, I'll be the perv in about 20 minutes, but she, <laughs> the dress she wears is incredibly saucy yeah. for the rest yeah, of this very, film. It's very saucy. That's what I'm saying. This is prime time. They can get away with a She's lost in the sauce, man. She, All right. <laughs> uh, so she gets up from her bed, walks over to the uh, window, opens the blinds, and is like, huh, just another boring day for the life of Hallie Rich and then zooms out and then it's she's the, in the White, White House. House. She's in the White House. Guys, she's the president's daughter. Did and you guys then, get from the title? <laughs> she's the president's daughter. And in case so you don't get it, the title comes up and it's on the seal of the president, like the eagle yes. touching the, it, that's the, it says my day with the president's daughter. And the song kicks in and it's a club banger. And also another thing I want to bring up, which like not all God songs have you, but none of these lyrics rhyme. None of them rhyme. Nope. No. And also like, there's also a line right that I wrote where he just goes, so special. 
so unique and like it goes nowhere and i'm like i'm like what he's describing things he's just using adjectives it's a lazy job doesn't make the song any less good no uh but so we do the credits and then she walks up to the breakfast table of the white house we meet who our fictional president and first lady are also this guy is a very legitimate actor the guy that's playing the president he's been in the he's been in the biz for a long time um dabney dabney coleman dabney coleman which is a hell of a name it's a great name he's a doing a hell of a job i believe him as the president <laughs> oh yeah yeah but he's really great in this he's like too good for this movie but he's lending well you his... know you know what it is i i did imdb this do you know what other role he'd be known for that would get him in with the disney corporation oh my god the principal from recess that's yes, what he's i was the googling princ- he's the yes. principal from recess <laughs> i recognized his voice and i yes. was like who is this i believe a principal prickles or prickly no. or whatever his name was something mm-hmm. like that he's the principal from recess so i bet they're like hey do you want to play the president of the united states in this little uh movie we're doing he was probably like yeah why not yes uh, but yeah, he's the president, and he's, like, very concerned about his running, the guy who's running against him in the fall Olsen. named Olsen, who did, never makes an appearance we in this We never film. meet, but he's mentioned multiple times. Yeah, turns. I was expecting him to show up at some point. So was he, I! We, so he, was he, I. he never does, he just exists. We see a picture of him in the newspaper. Well, he, the if president you're going to cast him implants. for a picture in the newspaper, it right, might have yeah. just keel off screen entirely, never let us see his face, we're just going to talk about him. I thought it was, like pointed that they showed us his photo and i was so like oh did he's I. coming I had thought. at some point but so they're you know eating breakfast and talking about you all know, dressed d- like they're going to their grandmother's funeral all of yeah. them are in black like black and white like, obviously the president's in a suit but the two women the first lady and the daughter are dressed like a funeral which i guess is how the costume designer interpreted serious political clothing for women uh, um, but so they're telling her like, oh, we got to go to this opening today. And then, you know, we got the fundraiser, uh, tonight. Uh, so you were going to be busy and she's like, can I not go this time? And there's like, well, it's all about family. So you're, the family needs to be there. So yeah, you have to go. And then we cut to them in the limo, go into the event. And this was the one West Wing thing I noticed. Oh, this was the one West Wing. Okay, continue. What I don't is know, it? Because I don't know West Wing that well. That we see in the limo, they pass the signs, ones for Olsen and ones for Richmond, and it says Richmond for Americans, and isn't Bartlett's slogan Bartlett Bartlett for for America? America. So I thought that was a reference to the West Wing. That is the one West Wing thing I noticed. But was the West Wing going on at the same time that this movie came out? I wish they would have just like had cameos of like the West Wing (laughs) cast, like walking behind them as they were walking around. That would have um, like been funny. Like, that fake White House, just have them, like, all of a sudden you just see, like, fucking uh, Rob Lowe, like, pass this girl in the hallway. Oh, we should reference, by the way, this film was shot in Canada, which I yes. think is oh, hilarious. They're never in America for a second. No. I knew that mm-hmm. from the get. Also, the West Wing didn't premiere until 1999. So that's okay. probably, that probably is not a West Wing. Everything we're seeing is probably not a West Wing reference. You're to right. be completely honest, or the West maybe Wing reference the West Wing <laughs> reference this movie. That's entirely possible. The, the your West move, Wing... Sorkin. Your, your fucking move. Your move. Um, the oh, but what I was going to say was the fact it's shot in Canada is hilarious. A. B. I will say the sets that they build are pretty solid for the White House. Like, obviously. Oh, this like, is being, ABC money, baby. Yeah. You can tell. This is like, not uh, like obviously money. being adults now, you really are like, yeah, you can tell the Oval Office is way too small. 
but like the hallways and everything looked totally fine. Like I, I kind of buy. There's some real bad yeah. green screen that I happens at some it. certain points, but the one, sets were the not one bad. big point. One big point. Yeah. Um. So they're going to an event. I don't. At, at one point, point she calls someone clowns, and I was like, I like that. Fuck these clowns. <laughs> I think she calls a secret service clowns. Yeah, she's got a she's got an attitude on her. Uh, but then she asks her mom in the car, like, is Reed going to be there, the vice president's son? And she's like, the vice president and his children are all going to be there. The speech is all about family, and the, and the president kind of pokes fun that his speech has the word family in it so much when he's, like, practicing it. And he's, he's he does a great job. Uh, so then it cuts to them at the daycare center. I don't know why the president is opening a daycare center. Yeah, whatever. In Canada, it's visibly Toronto. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, but, like, Hallie, well, Reed approaches Hallie. And is like, hey, I'm going to this new uh, dance club tonight. You club come Alien. With- club Alien. You should come. We can party down. And she's like, Reed, I physically hate you. You're an inhuman, disgusting, <laughs> You're disgusting. creature. She calls him, like, inhuman. She yeah. like, makes, says he needs and human she, DNA And he puts her ha- his hand on her. And then he, he, she steps on his toe real hard. Classic Disney girl move. I wanted this and, to be like an ABC, though. I wanted her to like punch him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's gonna do that subtly on stage, Emma. She's on stage. You can't step on someone's speech. foot that hard subtly on stage. This is a movie. Let's suspend reality for a sec. But so, also, Reed looks really old for her, kind of. Like she looks believably How like sixteen. How old are they supposed to be? Sixteen? Seventeen? Will Friedel's seventeen. I know that for sure. I think she's. I would guess she's. She's. She's at least sixteen because she drives. They both um, drive, which is another right. rarity for a decom. It's clearly right. on ABC. But, I, but I, I got a very, like, 16-year-old vibe from her, but she could be 17. I don't know. I think they're probably supposed to be around 17, but... No, Will, Will Friedel is confirmed to be 17. I don't know how old she is, but whatever. Um, But uh, he looks a little too old for her, which kind of weirded me out, but whatever. He looked, like, 20, at least. He did give me a vibe of being older, but she's also she was also very baby-faced. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I was yeah. never... I can't really place their ages, and you know what, guys? I don't. This is a bonus episode. I don't have the time or the energy <laughs> to do what I did for motocross and figure out how old they actually were when this was filmed. Um, but so then we cut. Well, no, then she like sees all the attention go over to the president, and she sneaks over to the mall. Because he's going to work the, the crowd or something. There was a whole yeah, weird yeah. plot point of him working the crowd and the Secret Service being pissed. And I was like, why do I care? And she, but she runs away to a mall. Yeah, that's right across the street. And we cut inside and we meet these guys who were like talking about CDs or whatever. Do and these two dudes have names? No, we they're just, never they're just, learn their names. They're just dudes. Who knows? Who cares? I don't think they have names. They're uh, his best they're, friends, feasibly. Right. Eh, they're only in the, the movie for like five minutes in total. They're not important. Uh, but so these two guys are talking about what like the best makeout music is or something like that. Also, I literally saw this. I also was watching this and I said CD stores, my youth. Oh, it just hurts thinking about it a little bit. Our babysitter used to take me to that like obscure like CD den in the middle of nowhere by the bookstore. <laughs> this is such a rambling nonsense sentence. But it was like this weird, it's called like the crow's nest or something. And it was like... So- <laughs> Why would it be called that? I don't know. I don't know. It didn't make any sense, but it was like so hip and you would like go and like like these dudes are doing like peruse through the racks and be like, oh yeah, sick man. Cheating in a bottle. <laughs> would you do that? Would you peruse the racks and be like, ah, bruh. Yeah, I was basically these guys, except I wasn't okay. wearing a backwards beret, like one of them. Oh, God. Uh, but so, yeah, they're talking about music, and then Will goddamn Friedel sidles up and is like, hey, hey, check it out. I can make coins appear from my hand. Okay, two and things. And from behind your ear. 
Two things. Number one, the hair on Wilfredo. His you guys. hair is freaking out of control. I know it was this long in certain seasons of Boy Meets World, but like it is fucking out of control here, Luscious. Maybe this was just shot with a different it, camera. It's, it's but arguably thing, an impediment to his acting. Oh, it like covers it's his falling face. in his face. I was at one point. I wrote down, I don't remember what it was. It was in one of the action-packed sequences. I was like, he needs a fucking hair tie. Can someone get this man <laughs> an elastic? Like, get it off his face. It's so, it's not just long, you guys. It's, like, dense. It is just hanging mm-hmm. in his face all the time. But uh, this was a thing in 1988. I mean, we, they touch on it later where there's a guy that looks exactly like him also in the mall. This was, like, a look. But I will say, number one, this hair is really jarring. Number two, would it be a movie produced by Disney if the main character did not have a weird passion? <laughs> yeah. In this movie, it's magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which serves, really, Luke, if you cut magic from this movie, what would happen? Uh, they couldn't get out of the biker bar, I guess, but that really would be about it. Why is magic even remotely necessary to this movie. Because they need to make him seem like a nerd. And they were like, what can they do? What can he do that's And they already used Computer Boy six times. Yeah, here, let's let's break it down. We've got Computer Boy. We've got the girl who sells bait. We've got (laughs) Halloween Girl. Bait Girl. Uh, We've got Halloween Girl. Um, Uh, She's obsessed with Halloween. Now I have to remember all our past episodes. Uh, There was Coin Collecting. There was coin collecting. Oh, I forgot about coin collecting. That wish. was a real obscure one. Xenon dumpster dived, but she was cool. I mean, in the 13th year, the dad was obsessed with mermaids, which was a weird passion. That's true. Oh, well, yeah, the kid, the kid who everyone uh, shunned was into marine biology. There you go. Yes, that's, what, yes. that's that one. Um, I feel bad because I feel like I know all our episodes, but now that I'm on the spot, I can't I think can't of anymore. I can't think, but ever, there's usually a weird passion somewhere in there. Somewhere, and if there's yeah. not a weird passion, there's a kid genius. Uh, but so they are they are so done with his magic. Like they're like, dude, his we're friends in also feasibly like They don't like him, way. I don't they think. They hate they, him. They, they hate they him. They seem to not like 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 they're not even like, haha, dude, magic isn't cool. They're like, hey, put that away. We are in public right now. What if people saw you doing magic? Stop yelling at him about his fucking magic. You're wearing a backwards beret. <laughs> You're not the epitome of cool, dude. Like, you guys are all losers. Be losers. I don't know. They have dates to the dance, Emma. Uh, but so, Emma's right. They're totally, like, disgusted by Duncan's ability. His name's Duncan. I don't know if we said that, but it's Wolfrey. Yeah. Uh, Duncan's magical pro- proclivities. He's, he's like, nah, magic's cool, man. Check out these rings. And he starts doing the ring trick. And then uh, this asshole in a leather jacket comes and bumps into him. And we learn that this is Steve Ellinger. And we learn Duncan's kind of wuss. Um, and he is, and they're like, you need to be more like Steve, man. Steve gets the girls, as shown by him showing a CD to two women. He's like, because he's aggressive, you know? He's a man's man. And I was like, wait, Yeah, he go. has rage problems. Yeah, I was like, wait, Be like Steve. Yeah, yeah. Duncan brings up multiple times that he is like a convicted criminal. I mean, he's probably. Oh, does he really? Is he well, 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 he's probably being like partially hyperbolic, like, you know, just like. Saying that he's, you know, a major I asshole. I believe it like after that. what I've seen. I would believe that he's a convicted criminal. Yeah, he's like, oh, at least he hasn't, like, at least I haven't been featured on America's Most Wanted or something like that. I would buy that as 100% genuine. That dude's fucking psycho. Yeah, he is. As we'll see later. Uh, but they're like, listen, man, you gotta be like Steve if you want to get the girl. Aggressive, whatever. Male stereotypes for 1999. Leather. Men. CDs. Yeah. And he's like, I could do that. Don't even flip. And they're like, really? Then why don't you have the dance 
uh, date for the dance tonight. And then he's like, cause I don't want to go. And then he's like, listen, you are not, you can't go to the dance. You're not going to the dance cause you couldn't get a date. I'll pay you 50 bucks if you show up with a date tonight. And he's like, fine, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, also we skipped in the limo is that Hallie asked if she could go to her school's dance like next week or something. Mm. And then he was like, oh, well we have to do campaign stuff next week. We'll be in Houston. So you, you're going to have to miss it. She wants to go to a dance, man. Cause, she, cause she's missed all the other ones. And she's like, it's the last one of the year. Like, let me go. And he's like, nah. And she's like, oh. Uh, and so he, he like storms out of the CD store and is like, okay, just, you know, be aggressive, be strong, you know, ask anybody out. First lady you see. There's like a dumb gag, force forward. There's like an old woman and a tiny baby girl. And he's like, no. And I was like, and like a girl with crazy hair, whatever. And then he sees Hallie. But also, can I just break, break down real quick that this has always been something so crazy to me in like kids media like this where it's just like fine i'll go get a date to the dance the same day the dance is like no people have pers- plans people, people have, have plans well, not even just that. you don't just agree to go to a, a such an intimate affair right out the gate like you don't like do you have a dress or a suit right like it's just so fast for such an event that takes so much planning you're right you're not wrong you're not yeah. wrong and he sees her in a store trying on different various fugly 90s bucket hats. <laughs> I was going to ask you what you thought of the hats. They're all fucking ugly, and she's trying them all on, and he, like, sees her, and you have, like, the, ah, moment of, like, she's bit, beautiful. Yeah. Like, There's her. the girl. That's um, her. <laughs> yeah, and so he runs up to her, and she thinks he works there. She's like, hey, how much is this one, or whatever? And he's like, oh, I don't work here. And she's like, okay, which one do you think's better? She tries them on, and he's like, uh, I don't know. You probably look good wearing both, because, you know, you're cute. And she's like, oh, damn. She you're is a really man. cute. She's really yeah, cute, Yeah, she guys. is. And she also really, like... She, they also touched on this with the whole uh, dance thing, that she really wants to go on a date. She's never been on a date. Um, but so, uh, yeah, so he's like, listen, uh, he's talking to her. She's like, what do you got in the bag? And he's like, oh, I bought something for the Magic Sporting Goods store, because I'm remembering I'm supposed to be He lies and pretends to be a rock manly. climber and a bungee jumper, because magic is lame. Guy, yeah, cause the other thing about him is that he always has magic items on his Person. Well, yeah, he's a magician, Emma. A magician is always prepared. Okay. Uh, as we'll find out later, he carries smoke bombs with him. Yeah, and handcuffs <laughs> and shit. And any, any, for any period. But so uh, he's like talking to her and being like, yeah, as we go, you're really cute. I'm a cool rock climber. And then she sees the Secret Service come down some stairs like looking for her. And These she, like, clowns. Yeah, and she's like ducking from him. And he's like, oh, hey, before you go. Uh, I, I, there's a dance at my school tonight, and, uh, I was wondering, I know it's last minute, I wonder if you want to go. And she's like, yes, a dance? Yes, yes. I'm down. I, down my ass in is there, there, like, swimwear. My ass is there. Yeah. And this is the one line that I remember from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Is she goes, he's like, okay, great. Oh, my God, awesome. Like, where do I pick you up? And she goes, pick um, up at seven. uh, she's like, uh, one six, she's like, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And then she, like, ducks over him and goes, it's a big White House. You can't miss it. And I was like, that's in the trailer! <laughs> and then in the trailer, it cuts right to the White House. It shows the White I House. I remember that. And why I can't remember the beats of this plot, but I remember the trailer Disney used, and it's that. Where she's mm-hmm. like, it's a big White House. You can't miss it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had the same thought. And she runs off. He's like, yes, did it. Got a date. Um, and then it cuts back to the White House with uh, the dad being like, Pissed off that go. she ran away or something like that. Yeah. And also she tells him, I think I have a date. And he's like, no way, Jose. Yeah, she's like, that's not happening. There's the big fundraiser tonight. I need you there. And she's like, dad, come on. I never haven't dated anybody. Just let me have this like one thing. And he's like, nah, not going to happen. And the mom's like, let me talk to him. 
Um, and the mom. Mom saves the day again. Yeah. Another Disney Channel original movie where the mom is the only hope. Both of the moms in this movie end up being like reasonable homies, and the dads are just like assholes. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's not surprising. But like, and and also we didn't. She's not like super focused on the mom's pretty good. I liked the mom a lot. I thought she was. I thought she was done well. I not liked. As, yeah, I liked her. I I, I liked him. I yeah. The par- the parents in this the parents in this movie like. I feel like this movie is really trying to sell you on the like ancillary characters being very funny, and it doesn't really work for all of them, but I it works really well for the funny, president. But at a certain point, I cared more about the relationship between the president and Will Friedel's dad than I did between the yeah, president and the president's daughter is true, and Will yes. Friedel. That is true. I was like, can they come together? Yeah, the love I had of God, the same man. Thought. I was like, these men are walk such different roads. <laughs> I was like, play golf. Join is one. I don't know why I wanted but, them okay. to come together yeah, so but badly. So the mom talks to her and talks to the dad and is like, listen, let your kid have this. She, she's a nor- She is a normal teenage girl. You're just the one who's made her life not normal. Let her go on the date. She doesn't need to go to the, another stuffy fundraiser. And then the dad's like, okay, fine. You can go. But uh, I'm going to talk to this boy when he shows up. And she's like, yeah, fine. Totally cool. Whatever. Yay. And it's all excited. So then we cut to Will Friedel's house, uh, to Duncan's house. He's like getting ready. He's got like this weird, overly puffy suit jacket on. I don't know what he was going oh, it's, for. The suit jacket is massive it's on massive. him. I, it's massive. It's wildly I, too big. Wildly. I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke that it's like his dad's because, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's weird. And then he pours like a bunch of cologne on himself. I think it's just not a joke. I think it's 1998 is what it is. That's too. Uh, But then pours a bunch of cologne on and he's like, all right, let's do this. And then he's got a full-size poster of Harry Houdini in his room and he goes, wish me luck, Harry. Who the fuck is selling? Again, (laughs) weird passion. Harry Houdini died fucking decades ago. He's not, they're not selling Harry Houdini posters. It's not fucking Nirvana. It's, uh, it was hilarious. I was so annoyed by that. Also, I hate his little sister and she's so annoying and irrelevant. uh, She's a little annoying for sure. She also is doing that weird thing that Disney Channel thinks little sisters do where they just wear ballet clothes around the house because she's just well, in a she tutu. also like her only purpose is comedic. Is to eat. Is to eat. Yes. And it also grossed me out. First of all, fuck you, Disney. Like, <laughs> I, I have something to say about Little Sister. Number one, this character wasn't needed. She just uh-huh. is there to, like, be a comedic force and riff on Duncan and then also, like, comedically eat a yeah. lot and be like a little she's like a little chubby girl like I was like we all were when you know you're that age you got you're a growing girl and the gag of her character is that she just can't stop stuffing her face she is constantly eating or asking about food <laughs> or making so fun of Duncan up. those and are her three moves and she's also that weird thing where it's like she's got those big high pigtails on and she's almost too old for those pigtails, but you can tell they put them on her to make her look younger, and mm-hmm. it's a uh, classic move. But yeah, his parents are like relatively like working class, normal. I don't know if we ever get a full full picture painted of what the dad actually does. No, it's just his like some work office job. Is like, yeah, it's like a generic office job because his work is actually a weird plot point in this. Where like on the night of this date that the president is having a fundraiser, he is having a party at his house mm-hmm. for his co-workers families and boss yeah yeah something i don't know if it's the families but definitely the co-workers because they're like oh make sure you laugh at all of your boss's jokes because so it'll promote you it's like a high pressure harry potter situation where like 
the boss is coming over and you don't want the house elf to like drop the cake on their head. That's why that's where my mind went. Shows how much of a serious job I have. I was like, Harry Potter situation. What is she talking about? (laughs) The Uh, first place. So so, uh, Duncan comes into the kitchen and he's like, hey, dad, can I borrow the car tonight? And he's like, yeah, sure. Here, take the station wagon. And then he's like, but dad, I've got a date tonight. The family's like, oh my gosh, you've got a date? You're going on your first date? How exciting. And then it's like, yeah, we're going to the dance uh, tonight. It's going to be really great. And he's like, oh, I'm proud of you, son. That'll be great. Here, take my credit card. Use it in case an emergency comes up. And he's like, okay, thanks. Uh, and dad, the car. And he's like, oh, yeah, you better get the station wagon washed. And he's like, Also, wah, fuck wah. you, dad. It's his first date ever. Give him the goddamn Beamer. Well, to, to be fair, he does make the good point that, A, you're not insured to drive it because it's a company car. Uh, and also what? the fact... And also the you know the bot the boss is there. Uh so like if you went into the garage and saw the beamer missing, you'd probably be like, wait, where's the company car we gave you? Uh Alright, let's jump ahead. So Wolf Riedel is obviously going to steal the company car because this is a teen yes. rom com. He's gonna take he takes his dad's red beamer instead of the station wagon, go is on his way to go pick up his date Holly at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. And this is where I had the thought, like, okay. I know that we have to spend suspend reality. This is a film, and this is like otherwise, if we don't spend reality in this one way, the whole film falls really falls apart. But like, who the fuck doesn't know what the president's kid looks like? You're 17 years old. He has one kid. Like, I, I, I okay. Full disclosure: I was at a club a few weekends ago or a restaurant, and I saw Malia Obama was there. I immediately knew it was Malia Obama because I know what fucking Malia Obama looks like. Everybody does. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, is I don't think I would personally. Like, I don't, because I don't keep that kind of information in my brain. I, I have very poor face recognition anyway. Like, people I know can walk past but me. But if, like, the president like, oh, and a kid your that? age, I mean, Malia's a little yeah. bit younger than I am. She's probably exactly your age, if not a little younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You would know what she looks like. You live in Washington, D.C. <laughs> you are right. He should probably know that. But I can understand that meeting them in the real world, you could, you would maybe, your mind wouldn't, does, wouldn't assume that that's who that is. My bigger problem is that he doesn't know the White House's address. <laughs> The that's second, the other thing. That's why I had this thought. She says 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Did you not go to school, son? That's, you that's also where live in is. Washington D.C. Which, and, and to be fair, they do make a joke out of that, where like he pulls up and he's like 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's the White House. He's like, oh man, she gave me. He thinks like for a minute she gave him a she fake, a address, fake address, like yeah. as as a bit. But then he's like, well, maybe there's like a South Pennsylvania Avenue or something. And he I would just say the- here, his comedic timing is very good. He was kind of, he. I mean, this is kind of the person that he plays in A Boy Meets World, but, like, he's very good at this, this like, kind of buffoon, like, like, Definitely. like, clueless, Will, like, Will maybe Fiedel, there's a South Will Pennsylvania. Will is fantastic in this film. He's really doing a great job, in my opinion. I'm really, I really enjoyed his performance. Because, yeah, a lot of it is based on his ability to pull this off, and he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, because he's like, hey, is there, like, a South Pennsylvania Avenue? And he's like, no, just drive on through. But he's like, oh, yeah, but no, this is the White House. I'm not. And then he's like, like, drive on through, Mr. Like, this Duncan. this is the role he was born to play, which is, like, the clueless, like, fish out of water, which is, like, what all, which is, like, what Ron Stoppable is. It's all of his characters, but he does it well. He does it very well. So, he goes up, and they, like, you know, uh, metal detector him, or wave it over his clothes and all that stuff, and she's like, hi, Duncan, and he's like, hey, First of all, Hallie. she comes down in, like, a sweater set and, like, a mm-hmm. long dress, like, matching powder blue sweater set and dress situation. And her hair's up in, like, a tasteful bun. And I wrote down, because I've seen my Disney Channel folks. I've seen my Wonderful World of Disney. I said, 
that bun is coming down and that sweater is coming off, if I know anything. <laughs> uh, she's about to do a sneak out of the house, quick car change, if I've ever seen one, where you take the sweater off and you take a scrunchie out of it and then your all fucking hair all comes down. Needs, all that she needs is some glasses to take off and she'll yes, get the full yes. transformation. Yes, exactly. That was the missing piece. That would have been the piece to... Oh uh, yeah, but so there, you know, she's like, "Hey, Duncan, it's really good to see you. I'm really excited for tonight." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I am too." Hey, why didn't you tell me you're the president's daughter? And she's like, "Ah, you know, just let my Moving mind." Moving on. <laughs> didn't think to clue you in on that one. Uh, want to meet daddy? <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Hey, do you want to come meet the also, president?" Also, she of the calls States? him daddy, guys, which was so innocent in 1988. Yeah. It's so annoying in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he, you know, the, he's in the Oval Office with a bunch of people, like. All in tuxes, getting ready for the fundraiser tonight. And he's like, oh, you must be Duncan. It's nice to meet you. And Will Friedel's like, hi, Mr. President. Uh, it's really a pleasure to meet you, Mr. President. Again, very much selling this whole awkward thing very well. And the, you can, the president's like, I ran a background check on you. He gives him a bunch of details about his life, about like him having his appendix taken out or something fucking weird like that. Then there's like a weird beat where he's like, how'd you know that? And he's like, I'm the president. And it's yeah. like, got it. Good. <laughs> There's also, like, a bunch, I like, again, like, none of these men were different enough to tell apart why they just should have just used the West Wing cast to help us out here. <laughs> but in this Oval Office with the president, and you will see them throughout the rest of the film, there's, like, multiple unnamed Secret Service agents, two of which who are, like, specifically clowns, which we don't even really know their names. There's also a head of the Secret Service. Yeah. That is, like, in charge of all Secret Service agents, who is indistinguishable from another guy who's slightly younger and more attractive, but still uh, cannot keep them straight, who is, like, clearly his chief of campaign staff. Campaign manager or something. Campaign manager, chief of staff, Leo McGarry. he's always worried about the election next He's fall. worried about the election and, like, how the president's going to poll and, like, yeah. his optics. But it's, like, they don't name these people. They get lost in the sauce with me. They're, like, all dressed exactly the same, and they all have the exact same hair color. They're, like, a bunch of, it's, like, a sea of bland white men with, like, greased back, dark hair. It's really tough to follow. Well, it's all, I mean, it's politics. It's all a bunch of tall, white men with slick back hair. Yeah, but give someone, like, a distinguishable mole or something, because I could not tell, make heads or tails of these people. Um, or make someone a woman. That would be fucking groundbreaking. Yeah, Emma, again, 1998. Did you catch that depressing line? I'm sorry, I've just got to touch on this, because I don't think I have ever actually wrote it down. Speaking of being, how terrible it is to be a woman, where the two moms are talking, and the mo- then normal mom, Will Friedel's mom, is like, hey, you should get back in there to the fundraiser, to the first lady. And the first lady goes, nobody ever misses the first lady. Cut. There, I did they notice that. Oh, do not weird... touch on it again. There's no, resu- there's no weird, resolving weird, weird that problem. Weird amount of depth to her character. There's, they don't resolve how fucking obviously neglected she feels. I was like, that's heartbreaking. Again, <laughs> they prime don't laugh time, about baby. It. it just it cuts time. to a different scene. Um, but so... He, the, the the head of the Secret Service, I mentioned, comes up and he's like, we have this list. These are all the approved places we're going to let you go that we can lock down. It's all, you know, pl- approved restaurants, shops, uh, movies, etc. And he's like, wait, this is the only place we can go? And he's like, that is correct. And then he's like, uh, and then Hallie's like, okay, that sounds great. All right, bye. Also, the drinking game for this movie is if every time they say the word dance, you take a drink, you would die. Yes. They say the word dance like 500 times. Mm-hmm. Because as they're walking out, he's like, Hallie, we're going to do about the dance. She's like, I'll handle it. Just we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, but so then we cut to his Beamer. They're driving somewhere and they've got the two secret service guys. They're going to a guys. movie. She lies and she's like, we're just going to dinner in a movie or we're going to get some food and go to a movie. Um, even though then he's like, what about the dance? Cause he ne- needs to make these 50 bucks or whatever. And right. 
they're going in a they're driving in the red beamer and there's two secret services. These are the two clowny Secret yeah, these are, like, these guys. are like her secret service people that like she like knows on a first name basis and stuff like that. And they give them code names. She's and they're beauties. in the back seat of their car, which they never would be. They'd be tra- probably trailing them in a different car or driving, right. but whatever. Uh, but but they give them code names. She's Sleeping Beauty. He's the Frog Prince, which he takes offense to, which is kind of funny. I don't know. I've got a little chuckle out of it. Um. But so then they then he's you know they drive there they do a very stereotypical fumbling with the uh, radio to find a good station bit. Also, she well, he's tells pretending her, it's his car. Yeah, it's he's pretending it's his car. Yeah. Um, but so they go to this movie, and I don't and I am seriously confused about what movie they're watching. Oh, I have no idea. It was like a disgusting monster movie, right? Right. And right. But what I'm saying is, is it, it's got to be something Disney or ABC owns, or it's like, fake. No, but that's the thing, is it looked, like, the special effects looked, like, too, like, realistic to have it be just something they shot two this seconds This is of. ABC money, baby. We had nothing. I, I guess. I don't know. all the freedom It's like, the it's like there's, like, a, there's, like, an actual, like, animatronic monster you see for, like, a second. And I was like, there's no way they put all that together. Okay, guys, also, wait, wait, wait. So then the two secret, they're in the seats watching this, like, scary movie or whatever. Two Secret Service guys are, like, standing by the door. And the one Secret Service guy goes to the other one. He's like, ugh. I was in Vietnam, and this stuff makes me cringe. Like, one of them is really upset by the scary movie. I was like, Jesus Christ, this poor man. Now I'm just thinking <laughs> him, this poor man, as, like, a prisoner of war in Nam, and now he has to put up with these two fucking losers BS. Like, he, he served his country, and now he has to deal with this fucking snot-nosed brat who's just trying to, like freewheel some d around dc like i <laughs> i was i felt bad for him in that moment i was like god sir i'm so sorry i really thought they were like setting up these two secret service agents as being like a comedy duo that were going to be like chasing we them don't throughout see the them night. again we don't no, see them again like, i thought they were going to be chasing them throughout the Why night didn't they just give us like two them? secret service guys or like secret service guy and like a campaign manager and then like have those be the two guys that we know and that are chasing them like why did they, they were just so many unnamed because guards that, because this movie goes off the freaking rails, Emma. The places this movie goes is are insane, and they wanted to keep it insane. They couldn't keep it insane if it was just all Secret Service guys. Okay, so this is how we know we are not on Disney Channel. Right. They decide they need to stage an escape from the movie theater to go to the dance, and the Hallie's brilliant plan is to jump on top of Will Friedel and, like, go down to the ground in the movie theater. On the and, like, floor of a movie theater. On the floor of a movie theater. Like, they are just fucking boning. Like, make it look. They are making that floor even stickier. Well, that's what they're making it look like. They're actually just down yeah. there talking about how they're going to escape. But the reason the Secret Service leave them alone is because they assume they're fucking on the floor of the movie <laughs> theater. Which, in which case... Terrible job, Secret right. Service. Well, the thing is, by the way, listeners, I would assume you'd assume we're being hyperbolic and that they're just making out and it's like, haha. You make one out of, in the seats, not on the of, floor. It's of, the movie one theater. One of the guards literally, one of the guards moves towards them when they go on the floor and the other one's like, hey, hey, hey. And he's like, we're supposed to protect them. And the other guard says, I think the only one that needs protection is him. Which but I thought I was a common joke. Protecting, I thought that meant that she, because Hallie was the one that pushed him over. Like, yes, she was the one being aggressive. So they didn't feel like they needed to def- to protect her because I she was going you, for but it. But also, it sounded like a condom joke. Is all I'm saying. That's yes. just that's sounded like sounded like to me. But they crawl 
under the seats, whatever, and they, they get out of the movie theater and they've ditched their detail. Like, so she's free. And then he's like, all right, let's go to the dance. And she's like, no, 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 no. Before we go to the dance, uh, we need to get new clothes. I need to change my clothes. And he's like, what are you talking about? You look really nice. And then she's like, I don't want to look nice. I want to look hot. Bun and, down, guys. Bun down, and, and, by the way. And so they uh, go to a store the guards call in that they lost uh, the frog prince in Sleeping Beauty. And they ask him, they're like, why? Like, how the how the fuck? Like, how did you lose them? Like, I don't understand. Like, what what did you think was going on? They're like, we thought it was a moment of teenage passion. And I was like, those are two <laughs> disgusting words put together. They are, yeah. And then they're like, whatever, just track him down. And he's like, all right, cool. Um, and then it cuts to them in the store. And she's like trying a bunch of stuff on, trying to find the right outfit. And then he goes over to this like little capsule machine, like a... Like a gumball a, machine like almost, gumball but it has prizes has inside prizes. instead of gumballs. Like a, like a gashapon, I think is the word. Puts a coin in, gets a thing out just because he's bored, waiting for her to finish changing and putting clothes back for her and everything. I mean, it takes out like this little ring that has like... Uh, an it's eye. Like, it's like a hologram thing where like you look at it a certain way, it's an open eye or a closed eye. And they put, they zoom on that is ring that for like a hologram, a like a holographic, like holographic, like when holographic, it moves? Holographic, yeah, holographic is the right word, you're right. I messed that up. Uh, but like, they zoom in on that thing for a solid like 10 seconds. You would think it is like uh, the fucking treasure from the Raiders of the Lost Ark. The yeah. amount of screen time this I dumb this, I this quarter would be like ring save gets. Their save their life later on yes, or something. Yes, I thought it was so important. It's not. It's really dumb. Uh, but so then she's like, all right, Duncan, here I come. And she opens the thing. She slow-mo, slow lets her hair down. She's in this tight pink dress. And Okay, it is just, a tight, light pink velvet dress. Limited to is shaking. And it is literally, I, the only way that I can describe it to you guys is it. she looks like Lisa Kudrow in Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. That outfit. Picture that dress. That's basically what she's wearing. I, I, I think I do know what you're talking about for once. And yes, that is pretty accurate. But she's looking hot. This is she's, And we know she's looking hot because we cut to Will Friedel's face for a solid 15 Dude, seconds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, just his dick getting so, so hard. Uh, and then uh, she's like, awesome. Now we just need to get you new clothes. And he's like, what's wrong with my clothes? This is where I hated her. This is where I hated her. Yeah. My problem with her was not that she was trying to wheel D around DC, which is fine. No. Yeah. Or that she wanted to get out of the house. You go, girl. Or that she wanted to take that bun down. You go, girl. My problem with her is that she's a privileged bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she makes him pay for a $730, $730, $730 leather jacket. In, in 1998 money. <laughs> there was so much inflation. We haven't even... This the fucking housing market crashed. Like, I literally cannot explain to you how infuriated I was with this. Like, Your is, dad she's, is the president. Why do you so not have money? She's so sheltered. Buy him the jacket. But no, it's because she's so sheltered. That what they're, The picture they're painting is that she's so sheltered, she doesn't understand that other people don't have as much money as her, or, like, access mm -hmm. to, like, all of and these Will things. Friedel and $700, still... it would not be, a, it should not be, it's not a big deal to her, it should not be a big deal to anyone else. Like, it's on sale. Right. Like, and why Duncan, would that be a big deal to anyone? Duncan doesn't know how to say no to a girl, because he's never been on a date before, and so he doesn't realize, hey, maybe I shouldn't force her, let her force me to buy a $700 leather jacket. But I was like, 
you. $700 is a lot of money to a lot of people. You don't know. Even if you're rich, that's a lot of money. And I was like, they're doing bad jobs as parents and as the fucking president. If you don't understand the value of a fucking dollar. It really seemed, it really kind of turns my character, uh, my opinion of her around. All of my notes were like, I love her. Saucy Minx. Great. Go girl. You go. Woo. Throw it out there. And then I was like, fuck you at this scene because she like forces him to she really does force him to buy she does and it's never resolved that like the president paid him back or anything nothing you thank you at the last scene of the movie this is how i know i'm too fucking old for these movies (laughs) because it might was in my youth this didn't bother me for a second now that i'm an adult who's like trying to make rent every month i'm like when the fuck is the president going to hand him a check? I was like, is he going to give the dad a check because his car is destroyed? He doesn't, he doesn't he, even give her give him a check for the clothes he bought for her. We're talking probably around upwards. That car is totaled mm-hmm. by the end. Even though that's not his fault, the president no, that's, still yeah, pay that's for not it. The president. But he should still pay for it as a show of good faith. I was like, mm. they should write him a check for $15,000. <laughs> but so they, they get back in the BMW... And she's like, by the way, uh, well, she sees Steve Ellington on the motorcycle and is like, hey, what's up? I'm looking hot. And he's like, yeah, you are. And then he wheelies away. Um, but then she's like, oh, can I drive? And then he's like, well, you're not really supposed to. I don't I don't know. And she's like, I thought it was your car. Who cares? And then he's like, well, yeah. Um, also, the, he, also, the whole rock climbing karate thing kind of is falling apart at this point because he's like talking to the Secret Service and it's about to fall apart even more. They, she's driving, and they pull up to a stoplight, and for some reason, Washington, D.C. apparently has a big redneck population. Okay, <laughs> this is the other thing I gotta talk about. I know that we are in D.C., which is close to Virginia, which is kind of the south, which is close to the south, which, like, we're kind of, we're, 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 we're nudging up on the south. There's apparently a massive Dukes of Hazard-esque <laughs> boss hog-like characters driving around downtown D.C., and in this case, Toronto. But so they pull up, and these are grown men. I want to point that out. 45 years old. And they're just like, hey day. there, 16-year-old girl, why don't you come out there and give me a little kiss? You're looking hotter than a June bug in, in July, whatever. Yeah, so, I was so like, Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous. And this is really, by the way, so this is really where you kind of get the vibe of what this movie is going to be. Like, it's one thing that they Also, didn't you think when she was driving this car, sorry, this just popped into my head, she was going to crash it, right? I was like, she's totally this car. I thought they were going to get a ticket or something. I didn't think she was going to crash it. Oh, I thought she was going to total it. Or it was going to turn out she didn't have a license or something. That's what I'm saying, is that these are all things that, like, make sense for thing, the ways for this to go wrong for them. I thought, yeah, the trouble of, like, when she's like, let me drive. I was like, oh, she's gonna, like you said, get a ticket, yeah. not have a license, get them in trouble with the cops, crash it, ding it. I was like, those would be normal things to happen that would, like, start this date off on a crazy, wacky journey to the dance, like classic Disney. Yeah. That's not what happens. No, this is prime time, baby. We've got weirdly pedophilic old southern gentlemen who want to kiss a girl, and then carjackings and college also, dance parties. nobody... Okay, again, I'm back here. I'm back here. <laughs> I promise I wouldn't come back here, guys. But, you know, Will Friedel, he's stressed in a mall. But other people are just in the broad light of a restaurant or a club or a, a mall again. Does nobody know what the president's 
daughter looks like. The only person we see is the lady in the store. Is the lady in the store who checks them out? When who lets that poor Wilfredo pay seven hundred dollars for that fugly leather jacket? She's like, "You look just like President Richmond's daughter." And she's like, "Oh, I get that a lot. I thought she's way prettier than me." There's only one point where someone kind of recognizes her. Recognizes her, which is yeah, insane. you you are you are right. That is true. So back to these uh, southern weirdos. Is so they're like you know yelling at her like. Uh, girl, give me a little kiss. And then she's like, "Hey, listen, this this is this guy in here. He's a black belt in karate. He's gonna kick your ass." He doesn't say that. Well, she also says, "Aren't you guys late for a meeting at the Inbred Club?" Which yes. again, wow, this is not Disney Channel. <laughs> but so he, the old big guy gets out of his truck and then is like, "All right, let's go, let's go, let's throw down right here." And then he's, Will's, Friel's just like yelling, just like, go, go, drive. And she's like, I can't drive. It's a red light. And this was one of my favorite lines in the movie. Your dad will pardon us later. Your dad will pardon us later. Just drive. (laughs) That's a good line. So they gas it. They run over Boss Hog's foot. Yeah. A little bit. And it's $300 Um, snake skin boots. Do we know the price? Does he draw the price at a certain point? I believe so, yes. Uh, so also, we also see that um, the president has gotten wind that his daughter is missing, and they told him. And then he's like, well, where could she be? He's at the fundraiser right now uh, with all these people. And yeah, there's protesters outside. I think we mentioned that. That's the thing that I want to talk about really quick. Okay, yeah, let's just do this real quick. But well, we kind of glossed over because it's just like that he's there is pretty much all that scene is. But there's a bunch of protesters outside protesting fundraising, which is weird because that's something literally everyone has to do in government. Like, you well, okay, have to do fundraisers. Problem. I will use this. Welcome to my TED talk. I will use this for a moment to say, I just think it's so funny. I guess when this movie is on ABC and it's meant to be for a little bit of an older audience, but I think it's so funny that in this movie that is just so clearly for children, one of the main things we're confronting is like a point of tension as like the, the, political difference that these two men are going to fight over is campaign fundraising, which is such an obscure, complicated, and complex issue. But they really, and it's not like, guys, they're not like just, they don't just say it once, they gloss over it. We touch on it multiple times, and there's also a very deep moment where it's like, the president's like, they hate you for doing it, but then if you don't do it, you don't win. And I was like, that's the heart of this issue. But there's, this is a broken system. This country is broken. Like, I was like, I was just like, it's true. But I was it like, is. do we think that kids care about this? This is the last thing kids care about. Let's well, get back to the Emma, car again, chase. This is prime time, baby. They need to put something in there for the adults. Like, I guess. So he finds out that the daughter is missing and demands that the Secret Service go and find Duncan's parents and bring them to the fundraiser so he can talk to them and try and figure out where they are. So the Secret Service go to Duncan's house, snatch up the parents from their party, the dad also realizes Duncan took his car because he goes in the garage at one point and then everyone at the party is like well you're getting taken by the feds oh no this is most unorthodox and so then they bring them to the fundraiser just to be like literally the whole reason they brought them was like hey uh why did they just fucking ask them sends like to our house and be like where are your kids where's your kid where did Duncan say they were going the dance at Franklin High School okay thanks you're gonna have to stay around here it's gonna be a while and I was like you could have had a secret service guy ask them that at their house but there but there's a great line as they're 
being shuffled into the thing, which the dad uh, who hates her dad, the, he hates the president, he wants Olsen to win. He's like, I don't, he's freaking out. He's like, why are we being brought here? You stored me, take my house, blah, blah, blah. And one of the Secret Service guys puts his hand on his back. It's like, I don't feel like being touched right now. And one of the Secret Service, the Secret Service guys goes, we don't like touching you either, sir. <laughs> which is like, I thought was very funny. Okay, so she gasses it past Boss Hog, then realizes that, oh, how fortuitous. They're right outside Club Alien, which is a dance club she had been wanting to go to. Right. Which is the one Reed, Reed brought up to. earlier. Yes. Okay. So, two things. Number one, Club Alien is the best part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> club Alien is like a 90s gay rave? dance club plus a rave in like the West Village, like the meatpacking district in like 1994. And there's glow sticks everywhere. People are like in like neon crop tops. There's like real like paint and stars on people's faces. It's like a classic Disney Channel thing where like everybody, if you looked at this scene, everyone would be on ecstasy. But because it's Disney Channel, they all just have like pop in their hands. I don't think anyone has pop. I think they just have a ton of glow sticks everywhere forever. And the other thing is, this is what, there's a whole, it gets like really crazy. She, she comes in, he gets jostled, drops his keys. He's crawling on the ground to find the car keys. There's a ton of people everywhere. And what this reminded me of, and as you said, everybody gets one. I get one West Wing reference. Okay, fine. You, you technically already made one, but okay. As, as. As Spider-Man and Family Guy says, everybody gets one, and this is mine. This really reminded me of... I had, like, PTSD to the episode of The West Wing, Zoe's Graduation Dance Club episode, um, where Zoe, the president Bartlett's daughter, played by Elizabeth Moss, recent Emmy winner... Too much. ...has a, like, graduation party at this dance club and, like, gets super drunk, and, like, it's the same thing where, like, it's so crazy and, like, they lose her and no one can find Zoe, and then a Secret Service agent gets shot. And, like, it's a circus- Secret Service agent we really like. And I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to get shot in Club Alien. <laughs> I was so nervous because she was being, like, jostled around. And then that psycho, Steve Ellinger, shows up in the leather jacket, right? Uh, well, he shows up first. They walk in. She, He's like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And he actually goes and calls the guys being like, yo, I'm on a date with the president's daughter. Like, I got a date. It's the president's daughter. I'm coming to the dance. And that's where I wrote, that's the name of the movie. And then they're like, oh, you're so full of crap, man. And he's like, fine. I'll double the bet. Um, $100 if I don't show up. At what with- point... Did you say, man, you're already $730 in the hole. Don't play this game. Because I played this game. I was like, dude, don't do it. I, You know, what I really think it is, I think he just really wants his friends to like him because they don't like him. Get and some he new that, fucking friends. Yeah, this is like some kind of weird thing where he's like, I, I don't know, it's sad. Uh, but so he does that and then he comes back and Steve approaches her and he, she doesn't know who Steve is. Because, you know, he, uh, Duncan never brought him up about anything. And also, so she's Steve like, is dressed like Han Solo in this scene. He, did you notice that? No, I didn't. It's know. like this the classic, is... like, tan pants, white shirt, black jacket. I was like, is this a costume party at Club Alien? And I realized that's just what he was normally I mean, wearing. it is Club Alien. That's what I said. Oh, my God. See, yeah, same page. But so, uh, yeah, so she's dancing with Steve. And then he's like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, uh, let me just finish dancing with Steve. And then I'll dance with you, I promise. And he's like, no, 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 no. Come on, we'll get out of here. That guy's bad news, etc. And then he gets the keys knocked out of his hands. Or maybe that was before. Oh, no, no, right. Before that, he gets the keys knocked out. He's searching. And then we see Boss Hog and the 
and the Dem the Duke boys. And the, <laughs> and the other and the two guys he was with uh, are like, they're here somewhere, boys. We just gotta find them and then beat the living tar out of them. Uh, and then. <laughs> And so he's like, okay, hey, we got to go. Our friends are here. We have to leave. And then she's like, oh, right, we better go. And then they run into Reed, and Reed is like, oh, hello, Hallie. Funny to running into you here. Uh, come on, why don't you dance with me? And she's like, no, you're literally the worst thing that's ever existed. I don't want to touch you or be within five feet of you. And he's like, come on, I'm, you really go out with this guy and not me? And she's like, yes, he has human DNA. And uh, then they get, they, uh, Duncan runs off. And then she they get, she gets caught by Boss Hog. I think I were just calling him that, by the way. <laughs> I wrote uh, down that Boss. I said Boss Hog comes all the way to Club Alien. That was what I already named him. Uh, that was I his pre- name. Nice. Uh, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, looks like we found you, little princess." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, hey, this is my boyfriend Reed. He's the black belt karate I told you about. Uh, he's gonna kick all your butts." Bye. And they leave. It leaves. And then she, and then he's like, "Well, uh, I suppose we're gonna have to see what this right. here black belt here can do." Pause. Okay, right. that, You're that getting British. Southern. You're that getting like southern. Phineas yeah. Fogg and yeah, yeah, around that, the world that, 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 that wasn't so. But then they also say they pick him up by all like his limbs, and they're like, "I guess we're gonna have to take him to the truck." And I was like what are they gonna do to him in the truck truck. (laughs) lucas you're missing the most important part of this scene jesus christ the fact that as this is all going down they're cutting to reaction shots from the crowd and there's a guy with a massive afro and he just has glow sticks stuck in the afro and like tied around and not he has like 25 glow sticks in his hair and sunglasses on inside and they just keep cutting to him for a reaction shot even though his face is expressionless. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't think I noticed that guy. That's Lucas, funny. I'm disappointed in you. I'm sorry. So yeah, so they leave the club and then they're about to go on their next adventure but for right now we are going to have to take a quick break. Uh, that is to say the podcast is going to be take a quick recess and we will return uh, during our next session. Uh, adjourned. <laughs> away from club alien and he's all in a miff and she's like oh why are you so mad and he's like listen that's steve ellington he's not a good guy you shouldn't just run off like that i don't i think so wasn't it i don't know dude i can't keep this shit straight it doesn't matter uh but so she's like you're jealous aren't you and he's like no i just don't want you hanging out with people who've been on america's most wanted or whatever he says and then is this where they get a flat tire yes they get a flat tire they get a flat tire and he's like great this sucks uh, this is a whole new thing to deal with and we cut back to the fundraiser and like the parents there have been scenes of the parents you know talking and arguing and sometimes getting along and the sister eating the sister always always eating <laughs> always always like a moth to a flame Tra- I think her name's Tracy Tracy Hungers 
Um, but then the dad's like, all right, screw this. My daughter's been missing too long. I'm getting, I need to get out of here and we need to go look for her. And the dad's like, how are you going to see? And then he, he says this to the other dad. And the other dad who doesn't like him is like, how are you going to do that? And so they put on waiters outfits. Yeah, from like bellhop ballet jackets, yeah. basically. And then they sneak out. They're holding like boxes or some of something. The way they're carrying them to the trunk of the car. But I would like it to be known to the to you guys that it would make sense if the president was holding these boxes in front of his fucking face. He's not. He's holding them up to his <laughs> chest. I was like, put them in front of your face. Like, you're not wearing a hat or a mask or anything. So again, not just the president's daughter. No one can recognize the president of the United States in this movie. Yeah, it is true. Like, like later he won't get recognized in public, but also not. It's weird. But so, yeah, they sneak out and they're like, let's go to the malls where they hang out all the time. But like we said earlier, I do kind of like the dads teaming up to be like, let's get our kids back. They're like an unlikely duo. And that's what I was saying. Like, I'm so invested in this relationship. This like Turner and Hooch-esque unlikely duo. And so then uh, Duncan gets the spare tire put on the car, but Hallie's gone. And he's like, wait, where did she go? And he asks the random homeless guy, like, where Into did she go? And he pu- biker also, she asks... Biker pool hall bar? Yes. She's a moron. A rich moron. Yes. And also, this homeless guy was going to be the one that steals the car later, but he's not. And I'm glad that he was a good guy. That's all I have yeah. to say about this. Sure. Uh, but so he goes into this bar and she's there shooting pool and she's like, wow, I got the eight ball in on the first try. That's bad, right? Yes. It okay. Um, that went so over my head, but I was like, I feel like that's bad. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's like, yay, girl. Woo. And then he's like, hey, Hallie, fix the car. Let's go. And she's like, oh, but we just got started playing. And I made new friends. And it's like, okay, Snow White, you're, you yeah. weren't born yesterday. I know you're the president's daughter, I actually, but come I, on. Actually, I believe, I believe Sleeping Beauty is her. Well, whatever. She's White. acting so naive. I'm like, come on, bitch. Like, smart enough. Actually, no, now you say this that is, it might be Snow White. I might have been messing it up. I'm like, this is fucking DC, okay? Like, this is a fucking big time city let's go i wasn't down for this i was i wanted her to be a little street smarter you know this is what i'm saying there i'd like midway through this movie i kind of lose any a lot of yeah i have no sympathy for her here she's really annoying the shit out of me she gains it back by the end but i'm also like like, he he asked you to dance which you which is what you wanted to go to why don't you want to go and it's like no we gotta go come on and she's like well uh," and then everyone in the bar is like hey Pat Buddy, maybe she doesn't want to go, you know? And, like, again, these are grown adult men. 45-year-old men. But so then one, like, big guy, like, picks up Will Friedel by, like, his, uh, the, the, not the scruff. What's Lapel. that word? Lapel. He's like, he's like, why don't you leave the girl alone, buddy, you know, etc. And then he's like, um, I know how to get out of this. And then I he pulls wrote out down, a deck he's going to get out of this using magic? Question yep. mark, exclamation point. And guys, just so you know, this magic plotline that we've invested like a disgusting amount of time in is this is the only time it's useful and we'll never hear about it again or care about it again. Uh, not really, no. So he just starts like doing card tricks for these people being like, oh, is this your card? Uh-huh. Oh, well, yeah. And they're like, oh, do also, that again. Donnie had a deck of cards in that blazer he bought an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I assume he moved all of his magician's tricks from to his new jacket. Because, you know, he always needs those at the ready. So then it cuts back to the fundraiser, and the campaign manager is pissed that the president's gone, but, like, no one oh, 
notice that the president's gone, really. It's just kind of them pissed off about it. It's not really important. They realize the president's gone. This is probably think, where the moms share a moment, but I already talked about that. Freaking Duncan does pull a smoke bomb out of his ass and, like, he also shakes out of handcuffs and stuff. It's I don't know where he gets any of this crap. I'm, like, um, describing like, magic tricks to you guys. You know what happens. <laughs> There's handcuffs, so then, he yeah, escapes them. And he's like, all right, finally, let's go to this freaking dance. And then their car is gone. It's been stolen. And he's like, oh, my gosh, we have to go to the police. And then she's like, no, we can't go to the police. I'm, like, you know, wanted by the Secret Service. They'll turn me in. And then he's like, well, no, like, I need to get this car back. It's my dad's. I was lying to you, obviously. And then she's like, why? And he's like, I don't know. I'm not good at these things. And then she's just like, listen, I know you're freaking out right now, but here's my point. Is if we go to the if we go to the police, this night is over. They're either gonna turn me back to the Secret Service. We're done. Tomorrow you are dead. You took your parents' car. You stole, basically kidnapped, basically the president's daughter. Like your life's pretty much over. So we should just keep on enjoying this night as keep much on, as we can. Keep on keeping on, which keep she's on, not wrong. Let's no, be honest. I like this. I like this turn. I like the, I, this is where Hallie started to turn back to me liking her. Is where she's like, let's just freaking do it. And he's like. Yeah, you're right. Let's freaking do this. But why don't they go to the dance right now? What? They do. They get on the bus to, they get on a bus to go to the dance, I believe. Oh, and, but then they get derailed by the protest. There's so many side quests. It's so hard for me to keep track of. That's what I'm saying is that this movie doesn't have, this movie wasn't written with like, hey, let's get, like, let's have everything that could go wrong with getting them to this dance. It's always like crazy thing, crazy thing, crazy thing. And they, they, they get so distracted. I'm like, focus up, you guys. Go to the fucking dance. And next crazy thing is, yeah, the car got stolen. And then we see that it was stolen by other thieves who robbed the store. Two random ragamuffins who were like, I love you, baby. Yeah, you look so hot in that paper bag. Yeah. And also when kind of, they all phase in and out of this accent. And I'm like, is everyone evil Southern in this movie? It's it's real strange. And then they start, you know, driving off because they just robbed a store. And then the president and the dad see them. And they're like, that's my car. They must be in there. And they do like a full car chase. They chase one of, the like, red Beamer because they think it's them. One, yes. And one of like three car chases that's going to happen in this film, by the so way. So many car chases. A, a strange amount of car chases. And then uh, they run a red light to chase them and get pulled over by the cops. And they don't believe that the president is the president. The cops don't. Yeah, because he's like, don't worry, I'll get us out of this. I am the president of the United States. And the cuss of them in a jail cell. Which I don't know how badly you have to act on getting pulled over to be in a jail cell. Like, I imagine they only do that if you're, like, you know, violent. But he said he, like, tears up the ticket and just gets mad because the guy didn't believe him. But I don't think you can get thrown in jail And they also said that, that the reason he didn't believe because he doesn't carry ID. But who the fuck doesn't know what the president looks like? I'm sorry. Well, yeah, hey, well, well, his excuse for it was that the White House and, like, the press said that the president's at this fundraiser all night, so there's no way you could be him. You probably just look a lot like the president or something. That was his, the cops' thought process, I this guess. This is bullshit. But, yeah, so on their way, when they're in the bus on the way to the dance, Hallie sees the protest outside of the fundraiser, and she's like, hey, let's stop here. And, and I'm, I'm like, like, no, Hallie, no, I am the prize. Why? No, not even just that. Like, of all the places you're going to stop, why would you stop where everyone who's looking for you is? Your mother, your father. You just said you couldn't go to the police because you didn't want to get turned back in. Literally, the place is crawling with Secret Service and police officers who were probably looking for you. You stupid idiots. Okay, yeah, now that you said that, I didn't even think about that, but, like, that's a really bad plan. Yeah, and she's like, oh, and he's like, hey, let's not do this. And she's like, oh, I've never seen one of these from the outside before. And I was like, that's the dumbest reason I've ever heard for wanting to stop off here. But, like, yeah, so they go through the crowd of all the protesters, and they, like, get on TV and get interviewed. 
uh, just about like, because everyone's like saying like how much the president sucks, and she's like, no, he's a good man because he's my father. Again, like how she's lived such a sheltered life that she never heard criticism of her own father, who's the president, while she's seventeen years old, is beyond me. But moving on. And so everyone sees her on the television, like all like the parents in the fundraiser, the do the dad and the dad in the jail. They all see her them at the fundraiser because they should not be at the fundraiser if they're not trying to get caught because they're freaking idiots and they get chased away by secret service and they like do this whole like benny hill running through the streets montage like you could have put the benny hill music over it and it would have not yes. seemed out of place and then they lose them by scrambling up a fire escape and they're on the, not before the... we see like a weird dapper dan saxophone troop yeah uh, it was standing weird. by the fire escape and i was like why are they showing us this? It's paid off in five minutes, but I was like, what's happening? It's weird, because, you know, I guess they just, those just roam the streets in D.C. It has a real problem with uh, jazz bands just be parking themselves in the street. And uh, they lose the Secret Service, and he's all out of breath. And they're sitting down and like, listen, I'm not a rock, rock climber, obviously, because I'm so out of breath. Because he's freaked out by the heights, too. That's huh? the other thing. Yeah. He's out of breath, but he's also, they're up on a roof at this point. And he's, like, visibly freaked out about how high they are. And, like, she's like, I thought you were, like, a bungee jumper or whatever. Like, crazy heights, extreme sports guy. Right. And then he's like, I'm just this nerd who knows magic and I wanted to impress you. And she's like, yeah, I kind of thought so. But I figured someone who try was trying so hard to impress me must be worth a shot. Which is a stupid-ass reason to let a man lie to you. Yes. Um, yes. Girl, Hallie, I know you just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you've been girl in the bubble for so long. But, like, this is, this is no boins. Uh, but so then he's like, oh, by the way, I got you this ring back at the uh, shop here. I'm going to put it on your finger and it's going to seem like a moment, even though it really doesn't mean anything. It's just a weird magic eye I ring. I thought that like that eye ring was going to really come back in a way that I didn't see nope, coming yet. It, it doesn't. No. It's the just other like thing a is weird... I was just like, at this point, I was like, why did I literally wrote down, this is how I know I'm getting old, Luke. I hate myself. I was like, why does he like her? She owes him upwards of a thousand dollars. Um, well, my, my problem with this, and it's similar to what you're saying, like, it's, uh, why does he like her, is that they really haven't, like, talked at all. No, they don't really have date. a good rapport. This is really, like, about their only scene where they actually sit down and talk with one another. They've been on the move so much and doing so much stuff. They've never been like, hey, uh, so what are you into and, and what everything? Or just, like, what are you all about? Like, get a read on each other. They just have been doing so much stuff. And this is the first scene that they finally slow down. And actually talk. And mostly, they don't even talk for long. Because then he gives her the ring. And she's yeah. like, oh, I love this song this strange jazz band is playing. Do you <laughs> this weird dance saxophone trio. This wordless song no one's ever heard before. Because it's yeah, unlicensed and we could use she it says, for I free. Love, I love this song. I guess she's a big fan of big band records. Of, of, of unknown jazz that would play in an elevator. Because that's literally what this is. And then, Will, and then she's like, do you want to dance? And then Will Friedel's like, I don't know how. And I was like, what was your plan when you got to the dance? <laughs> oh, you want to do is go to this goddamn dance my man what are you doing uh, uh they dance for a little bit slow dance it's very supposed to be very romantic they're you know on a roof overlooking the angry protesters as you know all romances uh she's just like hey why don't we you know just stay up here and dance all night long or whatever and he's like and gotta go to the dance he's like ah, i really gotta go to the dance and she's like why like we're dancing right here what's the difference it's already we're, by the time we got there it'd already be we only be there for like the last like 15 minutes and he's like i know but i really have to go there and she's like why okay as all we know all good rom-coms revolve around an outlandish bet that is never fully explained for if it was fully explained it would not be as offensive or cause such a rift 
But of course, this is, you know, a terribly written movie, and the way that he explains it is super offensive, where he just tells her, I made a bet with my friends that I could, for a hundred books, that I could bring the president's daughter to a dance. Which is not the original bet. The way that he's phrased, when you say it like that, it's like, oh, you literally sought me out because I was the president's daughter. Exactly, And I'm a prize yeah. to be won, <clears throat> Aladdin line. And, like, it's like, <laughs> that makes it sound so much worse. Where the original bet was, like, no, my friends just bet me that I couldn't get a date. And, like, that's way sadder. And I would be way more sympathetic to a guy if that was the bet. I'd be like, yeah, let's go show those assholes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it had just been more fully explained, it would have been so much more sympathetic. Like, you could have said this and made it not be as offensive. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He could have right, painted like, it in a much better light. Right, and then and he's he could like, have just been and like, he's like, like, and I need, and, and I need it for a hundred bucks. She's like, oh, just for money. Like, it isn't really about the money. Like, no. yes, he's gonna lose money, but it was more but proving already, to his he's friends. Seven hundred and thirty dollars. He's in the hole for you, sister. Don't fucking worry about the money. You know what I mean? It's like the bet isn't really about the money, so he just really does a terrible job of explaining it. Yeah, had he just said. Like, Eddie just said, like, it's, I made a bet with my friends that I could get a date tonight. And then she's like, why would you do that? And he's like, I don't know. My friends think I'm kind of a loser. And I just kind of wanted to show them that they were wrong. Yeah. And, and I just, that, and that's why it means it's important to me. And she's, she probably would have been like, hey, those guys sound like assholes. Don't be friends with them. <laughs> and then that would have been. The end of the movie. And credits roll. Fade to black credits roll. But instead we need this conflict at the end so they can split up and she can, uh, may almost make a mistake that he has to save her from. Uh, because, of course, women need to be saved. Uh, but so, yeah, she flips out on him, runs takes away. the ring off, runs away. And he's like, oh, hell no, I'm sorry. Uh, and then who rolls back into this film but Steve Ellinger? Steve Ellinger, was... Steve Ellinger, whatever the fuck Ellinger, is Ellinger, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But and then she's, he's like, hey, babe, want a party? Hop on my motorcycle. Um, but so he sees her get on Steve's bike and blast off. She doesn't really get on Steve Ellender's bike because she wants to go. She's like, no, no, like, I don't really want to. But then she sees Duncan run up being like, Helen, she's like, yeah, I'd love to go with you. She really just does it to spite him, which, like, I yeah, love. Yeah, I did 95% of all decisions I make her out of spite. Yeah, at this point, I was fine with it. Also, this next point, Luke, please take it from here. Oh, yes. So he sees Steve, her ride off of Steve Ellinger, and then he's like, oh, no, he's, you know, a horrible criminal person. Person. I and I was like, this. how is he going to know where they're going? How is he going to know where they're going? And he runs to a phone booth. And I was like, who's he going to call? I go, who's he going to call? I have the same thought, but no, he pulls up the phone book that is dangling from the uh, phone, looks at, try, finds Ellinger in it, and then rips the page out like Marty McFly is... in Back to the Future. And takes it with him. And then he steals a pizza delivery man's uh, yes, scooter, scooter, which I guess it's a good thing he knows how to ride a scooter. I literally wrote in all caps, oh my god, a phone book. Like, that is a plot device <laughs> here. And so, yeah, he chases after them in on this weird pizza scooter. And then, and then we get our... While he's chasing her, we get another car chase where the police chase... Uh, the red BMW that has the thieves in it. They're literally playing Dukes of Hazard banjo music. It's like, <laughs> like I'm waiting for them, like the car to like jump over a bridge and freeze and be like, will those Duke boys get away? <laughs> <laughs> and again, can you like, I can't believe how many car chases, how like involved. I these lost car chases count. Are. I didn't even count them. I think there's about three or four. It's wild. Uh, and then the president calls the Secret Service guy and gets out of jail. Or the campaign manager, because I can't tell those two fuckers apart. Whatever. Um, get, they get out of jail or whatever, and then they get 
then tell the police to find the BMW and chase it down. But so then they catch the the, the uh, thieves and they're like, oh, we caught the car. We've got them. We're going to bring them right now to the White House. And they're also like, they were accused of like robbing like a convenience store and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, they committed felonies. Right. And then, but the thing is, no one thinks to tell them it's not his daughter. No, but they, they think they, it is. They're like, we got him. That we have. Right. Like, yeah, but the police who catch them don't see them who and say that's not the president's daughter. That's what I'm saying. Bro- no one knows who the fucking president's daughter looks that's, like in this movie. That's the p- fucking biggest plot it's hole. It's, it's like it's like they wrote down. They sent out attention all units. We're looking for the president's daughter. She's in this car with this license plate. Catch the people in that car and bring them to the White House. Okay. They caught them and were like, that's not the president's daughter. We still have to bring them to the White House. That's what the report said, Frank. We gotta stick to my that. It was stupid. It's really dumb. Um, and the dad's also like, I'm not going back to fundraiser, going to the White House. I'm no longer the president tonight. I am a father and I'm worried about my daughter. And again, family values. Um, he's discovering a lot. He's learning. The men are learning lessons in this movie, just like the kids. Yeah, much much like much like the the that Duncan and uh, Haley Hallie only have the one scene where they really talk. The president and the dad. This is their scene where they really talk, and they learn that they're not so different. You and I. Yes. We we have the same. Do we not have the same blood, the same heart, the same okay. mind? So then Steve and Hallie pull up on his motorcycle at this house with a huge party How going on. How old is Steve Ellinger? Is this maybe I college? It's It's a very college vibe because he's like, since we moved in here, and it implies that he's living with a bunch of bros. Yeah, he doesn't um, have parents, so he's not. Yeah, 17. Definitely not. It's but he's also in the phone book. Uh, it's weird. But so uh, she walks in and it's all, you know, loud and lights going off. And I think people do have actually red solo cups instead of. Uh, yes, it looks like a college so party. It's That's a co- like, very college vibe, but they're not carrying soda is what I mean. And then she's like, what's that smell? And he's like, oh, it's been here since I, we moved in. Uh, why don't you just sit down? This is my buddy. And I was like, this is like 90 co- different college parties I've been to. Like, like 90% of college parties you go to are exactly like this. I have the same vibe. And uh, so, yeah, he is, you know, trying to track him down. He goes to the wrong house first. And then he pulls up in front of this house in a second. I'm sorry, hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. But he goes to the wrong, he, but he goes to the wrong house on accident because apparently there's two Steve Ellingers. And we come back to the White House and the president, uh, they do like this whole dramatic reveal of them capturing the people who were in the car. And the people are like, whoa, it's the president, dude, awesome. Hey, can we sleep in the Lincoln bedroom? Uh, no, whatever, bad time, catch you later, brah. And it's also like, this would never happen in any universe ever that they would... That they would bring criminals to meet the president, even like it's in just the White House, they would be screened by the Secret Service, who would hopefully know what the president's daughter looks exactly. like. Right, but then we come back to the house, the party house, and uh, Steve and uh, Haley Haley start to dance, and he's they're just dancing for a bit, and Steve starts to like try and like kiss her neck kiss a little her. bit. I thought they were gonna have him try to be like a little bit like forceful and like grab her ass or something, but he just tries to kiss her. But she still says, hey, I like you. I really like you. And I was like, you really like him? His house smells like old cheese. You just said that. And you talked to him for five seconds. And she's like, but this is moving a little too fast for me, Steve. And he's like, yeah, yeah, totally. And then he goes for it almost immediately after in the exact same way. And I wrote down, no means no, Steve. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Steve gets very uh, non-consensual, and that's what I'm saying. That's how you know we're not on Disney anymore. I've said before, I'll say it again. This is prime time, baby. They, yeah. they are they are using they are squeezing as much mature content out of that Disney license as they can. Dang. Um, 
But and so she's, she stormed she's out because like, she's pissed. Cause yeah, she's like, I want to go home. I'm leaving. And he's like, you'll go home and I say you go home. Yeah, and now I was he like, turns into just a full-on goblin man. He's like yeah, he's aggressive wild. and horrible. He goes from zero to terrifying. Exactly. And then he grabs her by the arm, starts shaking her. She's like, I don't care. I'll take the bus. He's like, you're going to stay around. We'll take you home later. I'm very, very creepy and rapey right now. And then Duncan pulls well, up on his yeah, weird Yeah, well, Frito pulls up on this chicken scooter is i don't yeah. know what it is pizza chicken also also hang on steve also says at one point nobody says he says like i don't know exactly he says nobody says no to steve ellinger and i was like steve ellinger also apparently talks in the third person now steve ellinger why was such a firsty last year i was like why don't we just call him steve nobody else in the movie even had names like come on it's weird but so then Duncan finds his courage and he steps in on behalf of Hallie. And this is, they get in a full on fist fight. Full this on is a full physical fight. Physical and this is the point where fight. I wrote down Will Friedel needs a hair tie because his hair is everywhere. I was like, how is he even seeing this guy? <laughs> and like, he's, he, you know, punches him like straight in the face. Not yet. He like, you know, tries to take some space at him. Steve punches Will right in the, Duncan right in the face. Hallie jumps on Steve I'm and fi- bites his okay. ear. Yeah, she, first of all, takes a fucking, like, a Vander Holyfield bite out of this dude. <laughs> and he... Nice boxing reference, though. Physically, thanks. Um, I was really hoping I wasn't going to botch that. He physically whips her to the, like, like hits a woman, for all intents and purposes, yes. on ABC, Wonderful World of Disney. Like, throws this girl to the ground. And I was like, holy shit. And that was when I, I was like, oh, we're not on Disney anymore. Like, he really aggressively threw her to the ground. And he then... Did. That's when Duncan is like, all right, enough's enough. I've just seen the physical dun, dun, abuse dun, dun, of dun, the president's dun, daughter. Dun, 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 and he just clocks this bastard. He clocks Ellinger right in the mouth, and it's fantastic. Like, pure, like, fucking Wiley Coyote, like, stars around the eyes, douche down on the ground, like, knocks us yeah. KO. Douche indeed, Emma. And he, and then Hallie's like, oh, you did it. You're my hero. She doesn't say that, but it's like the thing. And she's like, Steve, hey. And then she goes over to his motorcycle. And I thought they were about to steal his motor. I thought they were about to steal his motorcycle, kind of. Uh, but no, she just like rolls into the street and has it crash like, into something. She rolls it down and, a hill. She like takes the yeah, brake off of it. And it. Right. And then they hop on the chicken scooter and then it's like, let's go. And then uh, they ride off into the night, uh, having beaten the villain. A rapist. And, and uh, <laughs> we cut to the Washington Monument. No, we don't. We cut to a horrible, horrible green screen. Oh, <laughs> like, this is so bad. I read holy. I said, holy shit, the green screen is really bad. It's, it's almost really animated. Rough. It looks like dra- a drawing. But so they're sitting on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, and the Lincoln Memorial steps are a lot smaller than they look, huh? Because they're in and, Toronto. Uh, on a yeah, I know, stage. I know. And they're having this whole conversation of like, you know, like, I'm really sorry because I used you to have a good time, Duncan. And he's like, yeah, well, I was kind of using you because of the whole bet thing. We kind of use each other and we've come out of this experience wiser. And Let's plus, make you know, out. Like, and, you know, also, despite the fact that I almost was beset upon by a potential rapist, I did have a really fun time tonight and I wanted to thank you. And he's like, I had a great time tonight, too. It's a shame we're never, ever going to be able to see each other again because I basically kidnapped you, kind of, in the eyes of the public. And then she's like, ah, you know, we'll see. And then uh, he gives her the ring back, which apparently is a symbol of their relationship now. Yep, that's what that eye ring, the purpose it serves is stupid. I don't get it. Yeah. And then this is how, once again, we know that this is prime time, baby. Because they kiss on the mouth for a prolonged period yeah, of prolonged time. Yeah, prolonged period of time. We get multiple angles on this shit. 
And their bodies are kind of weirdly far apart. And they're like leaning in in almost like a triangle formation. It's also the green screen. I think they had to yeah, consolidate for that. It looks a little weird, but we got lip on lip, baby. Count right. your blessings. And so uh, she just like walks off and I guess walks all the way back to the White House. Yeah. I don't know. And then he like goes home and then she walks into the White House at like 4 a.m. They've been out all night. And uh, the president and the dad are like playing golf kind of are putting into the mug and he's like giving him pointers uh, dad's giving them a present also pointers. their children could be dead and they're like playing fucking putt putt but whatever a little bit yeah um and so then hallie walks in and then she's like hey guys and then they're like oh my god you're alive thank heavens and then she's like yeah i know i'm sorry for scaring you and then the parents are like where's our son and then she's like oh he went home and then they're like oh okay let's go so they leave they leave and then she's like Listen, sorry, I'm really, Dad. I'm really, really sorry. And he's like, that doesn't help your situation, but it very it helps to hear because you're still so unbelievably in trouble. And she's like, yeah, I know. Uh, and then they just kind of do a hug and like a pan up from zoom the floor. Out. So, you know, zoom out. And then we cut to the dad and the son picking the car up from the police impound. And he's like, oh, you're so super grounded forever. Uh, you don't get an allowance anymore. I'm very, very upset with you. Then they get in the car and start driving away. This and the dad's is so like, pointless. Why does this happen? Like, it's, it's just really to show that, that, that he has facing consequences for his hijinks. But we're not really seeing Hallie face consequences. Right. But also, no, the weird thing is, is that it turns around so fast. The dad's like, oh, grounded indefinitely. No allowance. And then in the car, like five seconds later, you know what? I know it was a little rough back there. But, but we should I really, really spend some time together once you're ungrounded. <laughs> because in that jail cell with the president, I realized I had no relationship with you, even though we had never set that up previously to show the audience. So yeah. let's have a relationship now. It's real weird. And uh, then he's like, that would be really nice, Dad. I'd love to show you. He's like, can you show me a magic trick sometime? He's like, I would love to. And then, Oh, God, the last mention of magic. Thank God. Um, And then he's like, oh, by the way, I like that jacket you're wearing. Uh, it looks really nice and new. And he's like, yeah, it was. It was really expensive. Uh, but I did what you told me to. It was an emergency, so I charged it. He's like, you charged it! And, and the then dad the totals the car. Okay, totals the car. And we don't get any resolution on that either. The car's just totaled, I guess. Um, but then we cut to Duncan at school, paying his friends the hundred dollars. I don't know where he got it. Uh, he is so he in debt at this point between the jacket and the hundo. Yeah. And then he's like, and then they're like, so what did you actually do Saturday night, Duncan? And he's like, listen, I had the best night of my life. He tells them I all the truth. With the president's daughter. I beat up Steve Ellinger. I went to a dance club. I evaded uh, the Duke boys. <laughs> and um, Boss Hog. And Boss Hog. Um, I got, I did a magic trick. I did a magic show for pool hall. That was pretty cool. And so, yeah, it was pretty, it was the best night of my life. And they were like, all right, fine. You don't have to tell us. And he's like, no, that's the truth. You cannot believe it if you want, whatever. So he's grown and he's over these fuckers. So that's yeah, good. Yeah, he is. And it cuts to the class and he's sitting there and the teacher's like lecturing. And then there's a knock at the door and then the secret service come in and is like, yes, hi, we need to talk to Duncan Fletcher, I think is his last name. I don't, I don't even remember mentioning that. Um, and then she's like, uh, Duncan, the Secret Service need to talk to you? And then they lead him outside to the front lawn of the school, and the president's there. Obviously, and he's all like, the kids are under the window to see right. what's happening. And he's like, hey, Mr. President, so, uh, just to be clear, I'm, like, really super sorry that what happened. And he does the noble thing and takes the fall. He's like, it's all my fault. Hallie had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it was my idea to ditch the Secret Service and get her in all that trouble. Don't take it out on her. And he's like, oh, no, Hallie told me everything already. Uh, that it was pretty much all her idea, A, and mm-hmm. B, that you uh, also saved her from a rapist. And he's like, uh, yeah, but you're if I cool had... in my book, dude. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, but I mean, if I had put her in that situation, it's like, no, nah, you're good in my book. And he's like, well, I'm sorry, I understand if you don't want me to see her again. And she's like, oh, and he's like, uh, 
I don't know. I could see you too. I wouldn't, as long as she's out with you, I think I'd be okay with it. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah. And also, Duncan, if you ever need anything, let me know. And then he's like, oh, actually, Mr. President, if you could do one thing. And it cuts to the dad's office and the president invited him and his boss to go out uh, golfing with him. And that got his dad the promotion. Because that, that's the plot. But I literally we, we said, really can they write him that. a check for $700 and fix his fucking car? <laughs> That's the now, only thing that's still on my mind. But so then it, the actual ending of the movie is Duncan pulling up to the White House again. And it's like he knows like the gate guy now and is like, hey, what's up? And, you know, getting patted down by security again. She's like, Duncan, hi. And they're going out on another date and they see the president. And he's like, oh, I'll have him back by 11, sir. I'll have her back by 11, sir. And he's like, whatever's fine, Duncan. I trust you. And he's like, all right, cool. Thanks so much. And then they get into Duncan's car and then it's like, it's so cool that your dad trusts us. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And then they like zoom out and it's his car like flanked by two security things and like a helicopter. And it's honestly kind of funny that like, just like the show of security. Yes. Uh, but that's, that's the end of the movie. That's and, it. I'm done. And uh, yeah, I gotta say, I kind of, I like this movie. I thought it was pretty it was fun. okay. Uh, in some ways, I, I kind of wish Disney Channel itself made movies more like this. Like, you know, like we were saying with like slightly more adult themes. That's like well, I, 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 I was kind of annoyed them. because I think this this movie gave me what I'm always looking for in these movies, which was like a, the formula of what is basically just a romantic comedy, which is what I really look for in all my movies. But this one didn't work for me because I didn't really like these two people together, or was not like compelled by their yeah, love story. Yeah, their their relationship is not that strong. I, like I think, they, I, I wish they would have really gone for two people or like written it better so we like thought they were really yeah, meant to I be think, together or they had like a good like rapport or like I don't know or like romantic moments. I just didn't care about their relationship and that's like the basis of this whole movie. Yeah, I think for me, I really like I really liked all the characters. I liked the dialogue a lot. I think everyone was written very well. I do not think the story was written well. I think it like goes... they, what they had is a perfect plot to a good romantic comedy, like a bet, like a How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days esque bet, and then like a, you know an outlandish, almost like princess narrative where she's the president's right, daughter. Yeah, yeah. They had all the components of like a great rom com, and instead of making a great rom com story. They just made a bunch of car chases and weird Dukes of Hazard plot points. Yeah, that's what I was saying throughout, is that just, like, they try to do so much with this concept that they don't, like, fulfill the concept They don't deliver fully. on what they... Sh- they didn't do enough with what they should... With, with what they had. Exactly. But at the same time, like I like we said, I didn't remember the plot of this movie at all. Like, because I was it's not that just, good. It's fucking weird. Right, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I wasn't, like... Go. I don't have a like. I have nostalgia for this movie because I remember it existing, and like I said, I remember the song. But like, I don't like. I wasn't like, oh man, this is like my favorite scene or my favorite part. I, but I like. I walked away from it being like, this was fun. I I enjoyed my time with it. All right, Lucas, it let's rank it then. Oh, well, we don't rank it. It's a bonus episode. We don't have. Oh, I mean, well, well, we get. Oh, well, like no, we can rank it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like give know, it a rating. We, yeah, sure. What would you What would you give it, Emma? I would give it a six. I was literally thinking the same thing. Six, maybe 6.5. Wow. I'll give it 6.5 because Will Friedel, because he really scared me. I'll give it a six because I didn't want these two people to make out, and I didn't care if they did or not. Lazarus, you you would trade them making out for Dean and Andy making out across the heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) 150,000%. Okay. But so, Emma, where can people find you on the internet? Um, You can find me at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, wonderful. You can find me at wildfire underscore king on Twitter. You can find this podcast at D Comedy Podcast on Twitter. You should give us a follow. Join us as one of our D comrades. And friendly reminder to go rate and review us on iTunes. Please mm-hmm. do it, guys. I haven't gotten Please any do. compliments in so long. And <laughs> I think it's making my hair fall out. That my <laughs> my eyes are losing their sparkle. 
I can feel myself getting weaker. Do you want to do that to me? I didn't think so. Go rate it or review uh, us on iTunes. And also, you should check out any of the other great podcasts on AudioEntropy.com. Um, they are all wonderful, and I'm sure you'll find something you like. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us. The, right now, we will post our anniversary up at the end of the month, and then our next bonus episode will be life-sized come Christmas, around Christmas time, when Life-Size life size 2 drops. Come back for that. But yeah, that's going to do it for us, guys. I hope you had a fun time. I know we did, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. My date with the president's daughter. Uh-oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, my, date my date with her. her. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'm happy. Bye. Uh, Duncan. Duncan Fletcher. Nice to meet you. <laughs> what you got there? Oh, it's just something I bought at the Magic Sporting Goods store. Oh, so what sports are you into? The usual. Uh, bungee jumping. Some uh, karate. Rock climbing. Rock climbing. I've always wanted to go rock climbing, but my dad won't let me. He thinks I'm made of porcelain. Ah, that's a shame. It's a rush. Just, uh, actually just got back from the Grand Canyon. I bungeed off the northern rim. Really? Yeah. Bungee snapped halfway down. Had to tie it with dental floss. It was, uh... Uh-oh. Uh, I've got to go. My ride's here. It was really nice meeting you. I, I know this is kind of last second, but I was wondering, would there be any chance that maybe you'd want to come with me tonight with me tonight to, like, a dance? A dance? You mean with people our age? Yes. I'd love to. Seriously? Yes. She's got to be here somewhere. Uh, well, I'll pick you up at 7. Where do you live? Uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's a big white house. You can't miss it. I'll see you tonight. Okay. I'll see you. 1600. 1600. That was almost easy. Oh.